Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Well, today's the day. Tonight's the night, actually. The night we find out who the Jazz open the playoffs against. Sunday, 7.30 is game one. They get the winner of tonight's game with Memphis in San Francisco to play the Golden State Warriors. So, the question, of course, is not only who will the Jazz play on Sunday night, but will Donovan Mitchell play? He came out and spoke to the media yesterday. We haven't heard from Donovan in a long time. He says the plan is to go. If there are no more setbacks, we're going to play that for you coming up later in the hour. So, stay tuned for that. Now, he was pretty positive and upbeat and hopeful. Quinn Snyder seemed like he was uh, he was ready to pump the brakes a little bit. Here's uh, Quinn Snyder, uh, who's very curious about how Donovan Mitchell, after practicing on Thursday how he's going to feel today when he gets back to the facility. Here's Quinn Snyder with the media. Hey, Coach, sorry if I'm boring you. You never bore me, Tony. Uh, I, I, was just, I was just preemptively apologizing. Um, okay. What do, you, what do you got? I'm Now, now I'm wondering. Got me curious. <laughs> um, you know, with, with you guys, what's the proving ground for you guys? Just, you know, knowing that you guys are waiting – you know, basically all year for this. And this is what you guys have been shooting for, um, you know, just heading into the playoffs. Well, I, I think really it's not that different from any other team. Um, you know, as far as, you know, I think we recognize like, you know, everyone else does that, you know, the NBA playoffs are, are a unique, unique event. And obviously, for for the the simple reason that that's where, you know, the the championship is won. Um, That said, you know, you don't ignore the regular season. Um, You know, I I don't think it was a goal at the beginning of the year to, you know, to win the regular season. Um, The goal was to play as well as we can, you know, get better. And in doing so, prepare ourselves to, you know, to play well and hopefully win in the playoffs. So um, that, you know, in a nutshell, I think that's how we've approached it. Um, that also, you know, recognizes the fact that, you know, it's, it's true, you know, at this point, um, you know, your, your record zero and zero and as is everyone's. And I, I think particularly when you look at this year, um, you know, I think seeding is, is basically irrelevant. Um, you know, the teams that play well and, and win games are going to have an opportunity to advance. And I don't think it matters, you know, who you're playing. Uh, I think obviously matchups are always, you know, something that, that people look at. Um, but that takes place during the course of the game. Um, that takes place game to game. So those things are always part of your preparation process. But, you know, obviously it's something that you look at because you're waiting to see who you play. Um, but again, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we close the book on the regular season. It's that simple. Something you look back on and feel like you had a really good year, but, um, you know, I kind of embrace whatever, you know, whatever comes as far as expectations, whether they're high, low, in the middle, you know, those things always change throughout the course of the playoffs anyway, depending on how you're playing. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, we just talked to Donovan uh, about this whole year and looking back to the playoffs last year and the level of focus from the guys and determination coming in this time around. What have you seen um, as far as that, the the focus, the determination, the extra reps that your guys have put in to get to where you are now? 
Well, the season's so different, Kristen. You know, I, I, I think we were focused and determined last year. You know, I think we went from a situation where I think 15 of 17 people in, in one, you know, um, poll, for lack of a better word, picked us to lose to Denver. And then we're up 3-1 and probably those same 15 people, you know, thought we might close the series. We didn't. I mean, so that to me is the biggest thing when you look back. It's And it's not just applicable um, in a series. It's not just applicable in a game. Uh, it's applicable throughout the course of any given game. And that consistency, I think, is the, the, the important part. You know, you, you've got to play well. Um, for as many minutes as you can. And, you know, those stretches, if you don't play well, you've got to make up for them. Um, so as far as, you know, any determination, I, I think there's a determination to win um, from every team, you know, how that translates to us. And, you know, I'd, I'd like for us to be determined, um, determined to execute, you know, every possession and, you know, being able to have that mindset, particularly when teams are so well prepared against you and trying to take things away. Um, you know, you've got to, it's, it's a test of your will, you know, to play through contact. If the game's, you know, not being called as closely as it might be in a January game, um, you know, to adjust to everything. And that's, that's the challenge. And, you know, I'd like to think that having some level of experience um, dealing with that is, is always beneficial. You know, you have teams that have had uh, an advance deep into the playoffs that have more of that, but, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that precludes a team like ours that, um, you know, lost last year from, from not doing that this year. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, what, what is it like for you and your staff for these play-in games as far as work goes? I mean, are you watching these, you know, together in the office and, you know, are you going to be there tomorrow ready to do something as soon as the game ends? Or is this something that you're doing at home and you'll deal with it afterwards? You want to know the course of my day, Sarah? Tell me play by play on what you're going to be doing. Yeah, right. No, I think that the, what you're getting at, uh, I think is, is absolutely true. And it's, it's really different. Um, and whereas some teams, you know, they've known who they're playing since, you know, early in the week, their preparation is going to look very different from ours. Um, so, you know, not knowing who you're playing, um, you know, you, you, you want to work, um, you just, you're ready to go. Um, but at the same time being really smart uh, about what it is that you're doing, you know, I, I think for us as coaches to have, you know, contingencies, um, you know, on, on, in this case, you know, who, who, you know, whether it's Golden State or Memphis, you know, we have to know that. But, you know, early in the week, you know, if you go through the probability of us, you know, playing certain teams, you know, you're, you're really not spending your time um, very, very wisely if you're going too deep into those things. So we've tried to set it up in a way where um, we've not only focused on, you know, our potential opponent and, you know, got to a, you know, a pivotal point where we feel like we can move quickly when we find out who that is. You know, I think, you know, the fact that there's two teams now reduces it where you can do more on each team and splitting some of that, that work up, but um, you know, two teams that are different. And uh, I think that some of the focus, at least for us, you know, early in the week has been on us. And that also requires, 
you know, planning decision-making. So you, you kind of go broad and then you eventually narrow it in, um, you know, cause even you know, rest has been a priority for us because that's something that, you know, that I think having some injuries late in the year, we had some guys that were playing a lot more minutes and then continuity is also, you know, something for us to think about because we have had a couple guys out and they're working their way back in. So there's a, a lot of variables that, you know, you're considering when you're planning, you know, how to prepare your team. And then as the week progresses, I think we get deeper and deeper um, into the preparation for who we're going to play. And, you know, and again, could not be more different from, you know, a team that knows who they're playing for the course of the week, their preparation is going to look very different for us. We don't find out till, you know, till Friday night. And, you know, that gives us a quick turn. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When I just wanted to ask you about what you saw out of Donovan today. I mean, he told us that, um, you know, he, he definitely looked and felt like it was his first time going through a full practice in four or five weeks or, or whatever it was. And, um, said he felt good, but he was waiting to see how he feels after today and kind of making a determination on his game one readiness and how many minutes he'll be playing. Just kind of give us your thoughts on, on what you saw from him, uh, finally getting back to a full practice. Well, the biggest thing is, you know, he's out there and there's always going to be some, you know, some cobwebs, um, you know, but, but him being in a good place mentally. And I think, as you said, as, as he, he said, you know, this is something that, you know, you take um, day by day. Um, but I, I think his expectation, or I should say his desire obviously is, is to be out there. And then um, as he said, you know, see how he feels, you know, later today, tomorrow morning, see how everything, um, how his body responds, how his ankle responds, but, you know, he, he looked good. Um, you know, he looked fatigued, um, at various times. I think that that was something that he was aware of and, but, you know, you adjust to that, get yourself out for a couple of possessions, get back in. And, you know, I think the thing that, that the overriding thing for Don is that, you know, he's listening to his body. And, you know, that'll determine where he is. Obviously he, he wants to be effective and, you know, he can be, um, but he's also, you know, got to be able to, to, to function out there in a way that, you know, where he feels he can be impactful. And, and that's the goal. Ben Anderson, KSL sports is next. When whoever you guys play on Friday will have, or Saturday, I'm sorry, will have Sunday, excuse me, uh, will have already played two high leverage games this week. And you guys have kind of had a week off. Have you thought about, you know, is that an advantage for them? You guys have a great rest advantage, but how do you balance that? Well, I, I think, you know, you, you could make a, you could create a narrative on either side and, and you, you know, hit on kind of the biggest things it's, any sport, you know, at the end of the year, when you rest guys, you're, um, you know, you're looking at the impact it has on your health, physicality, you know, being injury free, um, versus continuity, you know, guys being, you know, their timing. So all those things, you know, need to get addressed in our case, it's, it's more impactful, I think, because, you know, a couple of our key guys, you know, are making their way back. Um, so again, that focus on, on first their health and how they're doing and how does practice impact that. And I think that's true of our, our whole group in a different way. You know, Joe's minutes went way up. Jordan's minutes went way up. So, you know, everybody's got individually a way to prepare. And for us as coaches, it's, it's a balancing act. You, you want to have a little bit of both. 
Um, as you said, there's some teams that, you know, have played a couple games and are getting deep into that competition. That could be helpful. Um, you know, us having guys back, being healthy and rested, you know, can also be helpful. So, um, you know, it just, it just depends. It's one of those things you look back and, you know, in hindsight and say, you know, maybe we should have rested more. We should have played more, but in this case, a lot of it's taken care of for you, um, because we can't play until Sunday, as you said. All right. There is jazz coach Quinn Snyder. If you want to hear the whole thing, it's up on our website, 1280thezone.com, his entire session with the media. We're going to take a break, come back with Joe Ingalls. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280, The Zone. We had Joe Ingles on in the 9 o'clock hour. Love to... uh, Revisit that and uh, play that in the morning for you early risers. Now, Joe at this point isn't talking about Donovan. He wants to let Donovan talk for Donovan. Donovan did speak yesterday, Jazz Media Availability, after Joe was on our show. So Joe didn't know anything about that, or at least he didn't say he knew anything about it at that point. Uh, We're going to play Donovan for you coming up in the next segment, so stick around for that. But here's Joe on multiple topics, including Donovan, which obviously Donovan updated himself, and he's hoping to play Sunday. Uh, We'll get to Donovan coming up, but first, here's Joe Ingles with PK and I. This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe, and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz, Jingle Bells, Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe, to the cop, slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How were a couple days off? Feel like a brand new guy? Y'all rested, <laughs> rehabbed, ready to go? Yeah, I mean, I'd never uh, probably admit at the time that I was uh, pretty tired, but I was getting pretty tired towards the end of that stretch, uh, being full-time point guard for a little bit there. So um, I was saying to someone the other day, I don't think I've seen the seven years in the NBA, I don't think I've seen so many teams press as full court as they did in the last three weeks or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I was, a, I, was, I was getting a little bit tired there, but glad we could kind of hold on and um, do what we wanted to do and, and finish strong. And, and obviously now, um, yeah, nice couple of days off and got back into it yesterday a little bit. And obviously we'll kind of pick it up and build it up here until until Sunday. So I listened to your Zoom on Wednesday, Joe, and I got to say, you are a pro because you were 
probed about <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, and you knew precisely what to say. You handled that full court press as well as you did out on the floor when they pressed you when you play point guard. So I don't want to know. I'm not going to ask you again. Ask you who, or excuse me, what is up with Donovan Mitchell? The only thing I want to know from you this morning, Joe, is can you tell us and uh, who the starting five is going to be? I don't want to know anything about Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> That's a uh, way to uh, way to put your question. You just asked the same question as they did in a roundabout way. <laughs> We're both pros here, Joe. <laughs> I've seen, it, I've seen it enough uh, knucklehead media in my life to know that they do that several times. So, um, the five players that will start will be the five players that Quinn wants to start on Sunday. There it is. That's, See? that's deep, Joe. That's deep. <laughs> And if it's me, if it's not me, if it's George, if it's uh, Jarrell, if it's uh, Trent, we'll just have to see what happens. So I'm just curious. The answer's like this. Do you understand you're supposed to give them? Or does someone in the organization, whether it's front office or coach, you know, whoever, say, hey, this info stays here. The rest of the world gets to guess. I don't want any of you boneheads leaking it. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a part of it, too. It's just kind of not, not none of my business, but it's not on. If it was me and my injury, I would be, I would give you guys as much as um, as I could, as I was allowed to or could or whatever. Um, I obviously, I'm not inside Donovan's ankle or foot or whatever ankle. Um, yeah, it's not, I guess it's not really, um, to your question, like, no, we don't get it like a briefing report, what, what to say and what not to say on, on media days or anything like that. Um, I think it's just a bit of common sense. Like I would never speak on someone else's injury because it's not my, not that it's not my business, but it's not my place to, to do that. So um, if Donovan comes on and wants to talk about it, then um, that's completely up to him. So guys in the NBA, Joe, obviously the goal as a team is to win the title and that's the most important thing and the most success that you could possibly have. I was wondering... Do you, you think ha- that's everyone's goal? Do you think that's everyone's goal though? To win an NBA title but by an NBA player? Yeah. Well that would lead me to think that you don't think that so the next the question then would be why don't you think <laughs> that? No, I mean I'm, and I'm not saying that about I'm just asking a general question. Do you think out of 450 players, 450 players, pure one goal is to win an NBA championship? No. No, I mean, some guys want to make it in the league because that's where the big money is and just to say you're an NBA player, I get that. But I think rotation guys, guys like you who've been in the league for a number of years, I think that's your goal, and I think the nucleus of this team, when Mitchell goes last year and says we're done with the first round and we finish with the best record, but yet a lot of people still don't believe in us, I think most of your guys certainly, I actually believe all of your guys, are committed to winning a title. They're not worried. If you don't have your place in the league yet, are there other reasons as to why you would think that wouldn't be the goal? Yeah, I mean, I I believe... I like what you said like I, I know our team is fully invested in it um, but you also on the flip side of that like there's a lot of guys in this league like you said they're trying to make it um, they might be on the last year of a 
a minimum deal, a four-year minimum deal, and they want to get paid and they sure. want to look after their family, which you can't uh, you can't be mad at. Everyone, well, I mean, whatever job you do, you want to you want to look after your family as much as as you can, whether it be your yeah. immediate wife and kids or your extended family if you're able to. Um, but it'd be interesting if you got everybody down and. Uh, we all had to do a, a, a survey or a questionnaire or whatever you call it with no names on it. I'd be interested to see how many people, what answers they gave. You know, and I'm with I know, you. I know what our team's answers would be. I know our teams would be the right answers, but I'm just saying, speaking in general. I'm, I'm with you on that, Joe, and I see where you're going. I think the next layer to add to the conversation, though, is there are people who would say that they're in it for that, but they don't really want to pay the price. They don't get up a thousand shots a day. They don't watch what they eat or how much they run or ride a bike in the off season. And they might might be coming out of a strip club at four in the morning. You know, survey with with no names on it. It's fully uh, disclosed. No one ever. No one was ever going to find out. It'd be interesting to see what the answers would be. Like whether it would be, I want to get paid, or I just want to be in the NBA, or I do want to win. Like I genuinely don't care about the money. Um, it would be interesting. Anyway, how much on with your, uh, on with your silly questions. <laughs> well, now I mean, you opened up a fascinating aspect. How many of those guys, though, that you would question, because clearly you're questioning some, how many of those guys are integral parts of the team? I, would, I think we understand the end of the bench guys are just trying to survive in the league, which you used to be. You're not anymore, obviously. But sure. yeah. you know, how many of how many guys who are going to be in the NBA and are not end of the bench guys? Are committed to winning it all. How many, or how many do you think aren't committed to winning it all? You know, I'd also, I'd also add is like, um, that there's obviously been guys in the league that have done everything they've wanted to do to get paid, and then after that, kind of shutting it down, which yeah. is inter- which is interesting. You've, yeah. Like, I, I still remember when I signed my four-year deal, and obviously you have like idiots on Twitter, right? Like, oh, now you've made it, like, you can relax. Or now you, like, my whole goal the next year was, like, I need to play better. Like, I have to prove that, um, not really to anyone in general, but, like, myself. Like, I need to prove my worth, that I'm worth whatever X amount of dollars I was playing for for the next four years. Um, you see, like, there's, yeah. there's other people, other guys, like, it's it's just interesting. I don't know. I was thinking about it this morning randomly, and so when you asked that question, oh. it came to my mind. That's funny. Well, not to be a not to be a total homer here, and you know the Jazz guys are all in, but nobody else is. I do. We are th- all in. I can I can promise you that. I'm around. Right, no, now. I get I get that, but I think that we ought to acknowledge that I think on most of the better teams in the league, not all of them and not everyone, but the reason you're a better team in the league is because you have more guys who are all in. Because sure. otherwise no, I, it becomes a stumbling that. block. And, I mean, just to pick random numbers, you know, you're seventh instead of third or you're fourth instead of first yeah. or whatever. So well, then it goes on to uh, what West, I think Westbrook said it in a reply to someone on social media or Stephen A. Smith or some, some reporter somewhere had said something and he said, like, I'm not going to define myself by a championship. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right, yeah. It would be great, um, but what he does, and obviously we see – a little bit of what he does off court, but I'm sure he does even more than what he actually shows. I think there's a lot of players that 
do a lot more than probably what people think. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We could talk about it all day, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no question about that. Yeah, well, there's a, there's Let's a, do it. I got nothing well, to do. Well, I, I wonder, in, in Westbrook's case, he's playing with a crappy team, so they don't really have a chance, whereas you guys do have a chance. So, you know, where I was going with that originally is you've made your money, you've made your mark on the league, you've made your mark on the community, you've done everything probably that you wanted to set out to do individually, and so you've accomplished all that stuff now at 33 years of age, so basically the only thing left is to win a title uh, at the NBA level. Two things left. Okay, what Two are they? What, what's the other one? Obviously win a championship for Utah. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a gold medal with Australia. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha from that perspective. So uh, uh, what what would an NBA title mean to you? Oh, I mean, it means the world. Um, it would be a, a very special moment. Um and I don't even really say that for myself. Like, yeah, it would be great to have that, I guess, like on my, my resume one day. But um, also for for Utah, like that's why yeah. that's why I kind of do what I do off the court with with what we do with Renee and I and, and the, the kids and the donations and whatever it is. Um, you almost feel attached to. Like, I never thought I would obviously be here for seven years, let alone one year when I was on a month-to-month deal. Um, so, um, yeah, it would be an unbelievable accomplishment for myself and for my family and for us to kind of uh, talk about one day when I'm old. And, um, but there would be no better feeling than doing it and rolling down Main Street or whatever with a... Um, to, um, yeah, it would just be a a pretty cool moment to share with, with the people here because we have, myself included, but the, the guys that have been here and um, from seven years ago winning like 28 games or whatever we did that first year um, to, to kind of where we are now. And obviously a big part of that is what the Millers did, um, building the team and getting Quinn and then obviously now with, with Ryan and his group. So, um, yeah, it would be incredibly special. Um, it would mean... Also, that I'd be on a plane a couple of days later to, to head over to Tokyo to try and uh, win another one. So it'd be uh, it'd be very special. So have you talked to other players, and, and Mike would be the person on your team. And most, uh, you were talking about how exhausting the end of the season was. But when I hear people talk about deep NBA playoff runs, it is just all-consuming and exhausting. It is never easy, even for the legends. And the teams like the Warriors who do it multiple times, it's no surprise they end up with injuries and this cumulative fatigue after several years. So have you really braced yourself for what a deep run means? For sure. No, it, uh, I think Mike uh, went to the Western Conference Finals with... Memphis one year, JC went to the finals with Cleveland that year. Mm, that's right. Um, so speaking to them a little bit too, like it, it is. It's, I mean, it's a grind, and I think um, what also will play a part in that is the way we play. Like we play a different way, which is hard in general. Um, it's hard to do for seventy-two games. So you, you um, at this point having the, the couple of days off early on and, and a lighter day yesterday and then obviously getting back into it. Um, everything kind of from this point um, 
as of like Monday when we when we had the the time off is about getting ready, getting your body ready, but also kind of planning the rest and making sure you're getting enough sleep and, and downtime and, and getting your legs up and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a, hopefully a very long run, um, that goes all the way to the end and, and we've got to kind of brace and prepare for that. And, um, I'm lucky with, with Renee and the, the kids that they'll, They'll give me every opportunity to, to rest up as much as possible um, when the kids don't want me to be chasing them outside for a little bit. But um, no, it'll be it'll be exciting. It'll be fun. Um, but it's it's almost time to to kind of park um, some stuff aside. Um, like our record was great, but that's kind of the 52 games don't really mean much except for where they placed us. So we've got to kind of park that aside and, and obviously like I said prepare and, and get ready for this kind of next this next section of, of this playoff run so what's interesting it's and I think it's uh, in my mind it's the first time ever maybe it's been done I don't know but the thought being that the number one seed now is not going to know its opponent later than everybody in the league <laughs> right and that's sort of weird you'd think that the that's somewhat of a disadvantage and so you're not going to know your opponent until we have the outcome of the Memphis of the Golden State game which is going to be late and it's going to be less than Friday 40 night. yeah less than 48 hours Hours, uh, before the tip-off on Sunday evening, uh, do you know what you guys will do as far as preparing once you know for the individual team, or is it more about yourselves and it doesn't really matter anyway? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think a, a part of it is about ourselves. A part of it, like I said, the first couple of days was purely the the physical health side of it, getting getting some rest, and um, especially as of kind of yesterday, it was four teams we could have played um so now that we know it's down to two um again i think um i'm not in uh, the coaches meeting which they're probably doing right now um but they'll be a lot of focused on ourselves obviously um how we want to play what we want to do um on the offensive end defensively um obviously defensively we can talk about um bits and pieces um obviously for for us, we've been pretty consistent with what we've done defensively for a lot of the year. Obviously, uh, certain individuals on certain teams take a bit more of um, a scout or, or, or effort and, I guess, time and effort put into a scout to, to figure out what we're going to do. Um, and obviously, they've kind of got guys like that on, on either team. Obviously, if there's Steph, it's, it's Steph and what he does for that group. Um, and then with Memphis, they're probably a little bit more um, across the board. But obviously... Jai is a big part of their, what they do, Dylan Brooks, um, Valentunas down on the block. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, it's it's not ideal, um, but it's also, again, I've said it, I don't get put in those meetings to make decisions. So we, we just do what we're told. And um, that part is, I, I guess, being devil's advocate a little bit, I guess it, on one side of it, it kind of, makes you not overthink anything too much yet because we don't know who we're playing so we can't overthink how we're going to guard Steph or how we're going to guard Joe like we can put some ideas and plans probably in place but as of kind of Friday night and, and that session on, on Saturday that we'll have and, and a shoot around Sunday morning um, obviously those two days will be, be very crucial um, probably more mentally than physically, um, just really locking in on our, our game plan and what we're going to do and, and how we're going to play. 
So I'm I'm curious how much the preparation because obviously you've seen these teams you know two or three times two in the East and you know three for most of these Western times this year. How much has the preparation changed from one matchup to another aside from injuries and guys you know either playing or they're not playing? But how much does it change? Do you defend Steph really differently one time as opposed to when you played him a month earlier or whatever? Yeah, I mean I think like. I mean, he's a good example because of how much he impacts the game with with what he does on the floor. Um, and it's same with a, a lot of guys when we would play Jokic last year in the playoffs or, or James Harden in Houston that, that year, whatever it is. Um, these guys are uh, at the top of what they've done and they've won MVPs and whatever they've done in their careers for, for a very good reason. Um, so I think it's about, regardless of who that is, whether it be Jar, whether it be any of those two teams, um, a lot of it you, you want to mix it up. You want to make it as, as hard as as hard as you can on those the guys that are going to have um, the ball the most, or the, those guys that make the, the biggest impacts on their teams. So, um, yeah, it's 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 tough to think, like I said, kind of overthink it too much right now because there's um, a fifty fifty chance of who we're going to play. Um, you want to make it tough. You want to make it as hard as you can. Obviously, in a, a seven-game series, is is long. Um, so you want to you want to change things up a little bit. You obviously focus on yourself and what we're going to do. Um, but yeah, you want to you want to mix it up. And if you give Steph the same look every time or, or Durant the same look every time, these, these like guys are the the top of the the uh, echelon of players. They're, they're going to eventually adjust and, and be able to make plays. So you just want to make it as tough as you can. So, who do you think of the first three guys are going to be off the bench for you guys, Joe? <laughs> um, the first, it'll be the three guys that Quinn decides would be the best uh, impact off the bench after the starting five, which he would choose um, leading into the game. Nice. You got a future in politics, Joe. <laughs> I can I can promise you that'll be the last thing I'll be doing. In <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'll by be the doing way, a mil- million things before that. Uh, good call on Jordan Clarkson. I thought of you when he dropped. Uh, you know what song really captures the mood of the team? What you're thinking right now? And he said, "Tears for Fears." Everybody wants to rule the world. And then he played it on his phone on the Zoom call. Thought, isn't he just like yeah, one of a kind? Right. And I thought this is what Joe was telling us about. This is one of the things he does. He picks a song that's older than himself, and he's got it on his phone, and he's got this little giggle. It's infectious. It was <laughs> and his sunglasses I, on. And, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the that's like the crazy part too of why. We, we were, I can't remember who we were talking to. We were talking about it the other day a little bit. It was like, I don't, I don't think we'll ever meet or the NBA will ever see like another Jordan Clarkson. Like even the way he plays, you can't, you can't like teach that to someone. You can't sit and watch film and say, hey, put your body like one leg here, one arm on the ground, the other arm is putting the ball behind your back and then you're still going to score. Like... You just can't, and then off the court, what he does and how he lives and his his um, like his his we would, like his happiness, like he's always he's just always happy. Like he, he, there's not there's not ever going to be another Jordan Clarkson, ever, not even close. Like not even a like imagine imagine a young kid saying to JC like, hey, I'd love you to come like help me work out and like show me what you do. Like imagine him trying to do the stuff that JC does. <laughs> 
Impossible. <laughs> Not happening, yeah. Not happening. All right, Joe, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes, and we'll be watching Sunday night when Donovan either does or doesn't start. <laughs> One more you, thing, Joe. <laughs> and you play either the Warriors or the Grizzlies. We'll just have to see what happens, aren't we? All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, there is Joe Ingles now for the update on Donovan Mitchell, his plans to play Sunday. We will hear from Donovan next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tonight, the Jazz will watch and see if they get the Warriors or the Grizzlies. Those two teams meet in San Francisco. Losers out. Winner gets on a plane for Utah and plays the Jazz Sunday night. Will Donovan Mitchell go? That's a question he was asked as he hopped on the Zoom call with the media. Here's Donovan with the media. Hey, Donovan, uh, how, was, um, how was practice today? Uh, how did you feel um, more importantly, where's your wind at and, uh, how's, how does the ankle feel for you? Um, practice was good. You know, I got out there, competed. Um, it's definitely, you could tell it's been the first time in, what has it been four or five weeks, but you know, that's to be expected, you know, just trying to find ways to get back in, get back in the groove, get back in, you know, full shape, you know, uh, I feel like I'm getting there. Um, and you know, things are progressing well. Um, can't complain, and you know the guys. We all look, we all look good and determined and ready to go. So, um, can't complain. All right. Next up, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. Can you kind of take us through the recovery process? Kind of, you know, when you first started feeling like you were on a path to maybe getting back to returning to action again. Um. Yeah. It uh, definitely was. Uh, a uh, tough process uh, just for, for me, I haven't been out this long since my 10th grade year in high school. Um, so it's definitely, you, you, you kind of, you know, it's a, it's a mental game as much as a physical one too. Um, you know, and I would say, you know, things started progressing well, to be honest with you, I've, I've lost track of days. <laughs> um, and honestly, I barely know what today is, uh, but I feel like, you know, kind of been progressing well for like the past two weeks, I want to say, uh, no, I mean, you're going to quote me on that, but I could be wrong. Um, but, um, I feel like that's, you know, things started to go in the right way and projecting well. And, you know, I, as a whole, you know, I think just, just continuing to take my time and continue to go about the right way. I think is the biggest thing. Uh, it wasn't some, an injury wasn't something to play with. Um, wasn't as minor as it was, you know, made out to be, uh, I'll leave it at that, but, you know, I definitely had some, some hurdles to climb and we think we did a good job and just continuing to progress. All right, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Donovan, are are you expecting that you'll be ready to go for game one? That's the goal. Um, barring any setbacks, Scott, God forbid, knock on wood, but uh, that's the goal. Um, and just trying to go out there and just be there for my teammates and try and help to, to go out there and, and win the championship. You know, I think that's the goal. It's been the goal all year. And, you know, but, you know, God forbid anything happens. I think that's the goal for me. That's the goal for everybody here and to be ready for game one. Ryan Miller, KSL. Donovan, you mentioned that you haven't been out for a while since what, your 10th grade year. 
Um, what did you learn kind of just having to sit out and watch? Um, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, I think being able to see where, you know, obviously we saw Boyan, you know, step up huge for me and Mike were out. Um, George was a, was a big piece. Trent, you know, and being able to kind of sit on the sidelines and, and kind of coach in a sense allows you to also teach yourself, you know, cause you're kind of staying engaged and staying in the flow. Um, I think we saw a lot of, of guys stepping up, you know, similar to the bubble, you know, when guys kind of stepped up into, into different roles, you saw the same thing, um, you know, when myself and Mike were out, uh, I think that'll hopefully carry over into the playoffs. I think it will guys stepping up into their roles, expect having a uh, much more confidence, you know, in certain areas and different areas of every person's game. Um, and I think, you know, we can, we're a team that can compete with anybody, if not be anybody in the league and we're going to go out there and try and prove that every night um, and just play the way we've been playing, you know, and I, my goal is to come back and just continue to, to go out there and do what I do and do what we do as a team. Uh, ben Anderson, KSL Sports. Did you notice anything differently about the ankle today? What's it like to get back out on it? Um, I mean, yeah, it's definitely sore, you know, when you haven't played in what, five weeks um, for sure. But, you know, thankfully no pain, you know, so that's, that's the, that's the good part. But for me, it's just trying to stack these days on top of each other. Cause it's not like you just play once and then take four days off and then play again. You know, this is going to, these games are going to start coming uh, quickly. So we got to be ready for that. The intensity is going to pick up, you know, it's not going to be a practice. It's going to be, you know, game one of the playoffs of so being ready for that. And, you know, I think that's really it for me, just understanding how I'm going to, go out there, integrate myself uh, back into the, back into the lineup and, you know, just go out there and just try and do everything I can. Dana Green, ABC four. Donovan kind of following up on Ryan's uh, question. Do you think the team made some progression without you and Mike, but you were out a little bit longer. I mean, they went 10 and six. That's pretty good against some, some good competition yeah. there. Do you think the team did progress without you out there? Yeah, for sure. I think we saw things one, on the positive side, I think we saw a lot of things that we're, we are, we're really good at, you know, what we can really, how we can beat teams, how we can go out there and play the way we play. And then as far as things where we have weaknesses and we saw that as well. And I think guys have worked their tails off to, to, to fix those weaknesses as like quickly, you know, and you saw it throughout the process, you know, we had two tough losses in Minnesota then we turned around and have a great game against uh well, I was a week, a few weeks later, but Denver, you know, it was a huge win uh, that stands out. Like for me, it's like, okay, we're correcting things on the fly. We're doing things. Cause that's all the playoffs are going to be is being able to make adjustments good and bad uh, throughout the entire playoffs. I think every week, everybody held it down, you know, doing, doing their jobs and, and their, and their levels rose uh, tremendously. Um, I think we found something in Trent Forrest um, that is, that is huge as well. And I want to give him his, his props too. He just looks so composed and, you know, steady, you know, throughout the entire time. And, you know, I, think that's something that we've we found and just going to continue to go out there as a team and as a group to go out there and just try to adjust because that's all that's going to happen for the next hopefully two or three months is just adjustments and, and going from there. Uh, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. A couple quick ones just uh, for game one. Are you expecting to be at 100 percent, you know, again, barring any setbacks and, and you know, playing your usual allotment of minutes? Um. Honestly, I haven't had that conversation as far as allotment of minutes. Um, I would like to think so. I don't know. Um, and either way, it's, it's what's the best interest, not just for the team, but for myself, because I don't want to go out there and, you know, go out there full bore and then hurt it again. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it is the playoffs and you got to go out there and you got to compete and got to be ready. And I think my teammates understand that. My coaches understand that. I understand that. Uh, but just going out there and just doing, doing what I can. You know, I think the biggest thing is trying to see how I respond after practice today next practice. And then when you get to game one, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, 
go time. Um, so I wouldn't, I haven't had that conversation to give you say, yeah, I'm ready to play 48. I mean, I feel like I'm ready to play 48, but at the end of the day, you gotta be smart as well. Uh, because you can go out there and, and re-injure it as well. We saw that happen with, um, a few guys can go out there and, and re-injure yourself and you don't want that either. Cause then you're out for an extended period of time as well. And then I wanted to ask kind of about the original incident that, that caused the ankle sprain. Was that something that you, I mean, how did you see that unfold? And was that something that you were frustrated by? And to be honest, and I feel like a long time ago, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me, like, you know, he, he, he came to me um, and, and, you know, he expressed uh, that he didn't feel that he didn't want to, uh, he didn't mean to do that, you know, as far as whether it's intentional, I can't speak on that. I don't, I'm not him. I don't know. Um, I'm not frustrated. And I think everything happens, you know, in life for a reason. I'm one of those people, you know, I think this allowed me to grow in certain instances, allowed me to learn and allowed guys on our team to grow as well. You know, if we want to be who we want to be guys like Boyan stepped up, you know, huge time, huge, you know, come playoff time. He's going to be a guy. We kind of keep riding the wave and, and George has been huge. Like guys, confidence levels rose, you know, with my absence as well, which is think is huge. You know, we, like I said, so I think for me, it's just like, look, it happened. You can control what you can control. Uh, all I can control is how I get back, how I get back in shape and how I go out there and, and be the best player that I can be for my teammates um, and go from there. Uh, we have a question from Bowler. Hey, thanks. Hey, Don, how are you? Hey, Bowler. Hey, buddy. I was uh, well, just curious if you can for us uh, reflect a bit from the days of OKC to the bubble, to the plane trip to Memphis, to your injury and a 52 win season. Um, I guess while you were injured, you had time to kind of think about all those things that have made this team who they are. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've come a long way. I think, you know, the thing that reminds me, um, thing that kind of hits home for me is the, the, the locker room after the loss of game seven, the bus getting on the bus, you know, and I told everybody, I said, remember this feeling, um, remember, you know, everything, you know, I remember how you feel. And then when you get tired, understand that we were tired in game seven, understand that you need, if you're at five reps, we need seven. If you're at seven, we need 10, you know, understanding that that's going to be the next level mentality. And we got to go out there and do it all over again uh, for these playoffs, understanding that every, every little thing we do in the off season, you know, is coming to fruition right now. Um, I think that's, that's something that we've all, we've all understood, you know, we've come a long way as a group and I'm, I'm really proud of how we've continued to compete. You know, we've been through a bunch of different things. Um, the plane being, you know, one of the most recent ones. Um, but you know, like we've been to a bunch of this group and I think it's brought us closer together as a group. Um, and you gotta go out there and compete, you know, nothing's going to be given to us at the end of the day, we have the X on our backs. Um, teams are going to come out hungry for us. No one really expects us to do much. And I think that kind of feeds our fire and we just gotta go out there and, and just go out and do what we do and try to become champions. All right. We have one last question. It's a follow-up from Eric Walden. Hey, Don, I wanted to ask you one uh, non-basketball question, if I could. Uh, we're coming up on a year since George Floyd was killed. And um, given that you became kind of one of the most vocal young voices in the NBA about, you know, social and racial justice issues, just wondering if you could maybe kind of, you know, reflect on what we've seen over the past year, if you feel like any progress has been made, um, you know, this, this week we've seen the Utah legislature decide that they want to ban, you know, teaching critical race theory in schools. Just would love to get your thoughts on, on kind of where we're at a, a year later. That happened. I didn't see that. So I didn't know that. Um, that last thing you said, I didn't know that. Um, 
I mean, yeah, you know, you, you, you look at, you know, obviously the death of George Floyd really was a catalyst to, to so many different things. Um, and then from you fast forward to the bubble, um, we, I think we did it. We think we got a lot done in the bubble. You know, there's definitely, we can go uh, all over the spectrum of what we can get accomplished. But I think we, we did a lot as far as the NBA, WNBA, MLB. I think a lot of leagues came together and people came together. I think we've done a great job of you kind of uniting in a sense, you know, and creating those uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. Those conversations in general just need to be had. Uh, I think that's, that was, the, that was definitely a catalyst. And I think the best part that I'm, happy about is that it's still the foot, the, the, ga- the foot is still in the gas as far as continuing to have those conversations. It hasn't died down, you know, like it has in years prior. Um, I think that's something that I feel like we can continue to, to improve on. Um, you know, the shirt I wore, the call your senators shirt for the George Floyd uh, bill. I feel like those are things that we can continue to keep on the forefront of everyone's brain. Um, it's definitely a long, long way to go um, as a, as a country. Um, but I feel like for us, we've, we've taken steps, you know, and it may not happen next year. It's, it's not gonna happen a year after that, but just continuing to find ways to build upon so we can create a great, uh, future for our kids and our kids, kids and our kids, 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 and all the way down the line. I think that's something that I'm, I'm blessed to be able to say I was a part of and continuing to fight for what's right. Um, I think my teammates are, my coaches are, this organizations, you saw what we did, uh, used to give 55 scholarships to, to kids going to college like that. That means the world to myself, to us like that, that to me is part of change, you know? And I think for us, just finding ways to do it in any way we can, any way you can try and unite people, um, I think is, is the biggest goal. Um, and as far as the, the, the bill, I didn't even know that was a, a thing. Uh, can you elaborate on that? I didn't know what that was. So from what I understand, and, and don't consider me an expert by any means, but um, the, the state legislature held a special session to kind of discuss putting into writing, you know, not allowing uh, teachers or schools to teach critical race theory, which is kind of, I guess, part of the problem is none of them can agree on on, on what it means, what's involved in it. But um, yeah, that's uh, well, that's it, unfortunate. It's not a law. It, it's not a law. It's a resolution, but it was just kind of interesting to me. Uh, it's unfortunate that that's a conversation that's had. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, the part that I really stand for is education and being able to educate our children on racial history. I think is huge. Um, I think that's a big part of it. Understanding the foundation of where, how we got to this point. Uh, so when, you know, I tell a child that, you know, people were enslaved 400 years and them understanding what that means, I think is huge understanding that there's definitely discrimination in this country, there's prejudice, there's racism, but you know, I'm not them. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to do what I do. We're all going to continue to do what we do. And I'm assuming you guys do it as well. Understanding that, you know, we could try and educate as much as we can to choose to not listen and that's on them, but I'm going to continue to do what I do is be a voice. I know my teammates are, I know guys around the league are, and I feel like we can control, we can control in that instance and just trying to find ways to be the, the best group of human beings for, for our, for our future and for our children as we can. All right. There is Donovan Mitchell. When we come back, what is trending all the headlines stay with us.